well are you ready kids uh we are here back again for another episode of the jerick show i say we but eric is not around he yeah unfortunately unfortunately he's gone in for some foot surgery so um he's uh calling in a sickie what can i say you just can't get the staff these days but um yeah so you know we wish eric a speedy recovery break a leg old fella and uh we'll probably see him in a few weeks but until then let's get on with the show welcome to the jerick show featuring your hosts javad malik and eric crone timely topics poorly presented yes 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 it's timely topics poorly presented so um you know i can't believe Eric has the audacity to not be around here today. I mean, it's just a little nick on his uh, ankle and he just doesn't show up. You know, if nothing, he does have that. So, um, you know, it, it's really easy, I think, for, for people like Eric to start complaining about a lot of things. And, you know, it, it's it, it's quite common from people working in cybersecurity. You can turn into a chronic complainer because you're dealing with negative things quite a lot of the time. So, you know, but, you know, I, I truly believe life is only as unfair as you allow it to be. So, um, you know, there there is that. I, I'm more of a glass half full kind of person. In fact, it's completely full because it's half full of water and the other half is full of air. Speaking of air, I did invite a few airheads who I said like, hey, I need to talk to you about something important and sent them an invite to this show. And uh, one of them actually clicked on the link. So please welcome good friend of mine and of the show, Mr. Tom Langford. How are you doing, sir? Hello. Hello. When you said airheads, I thought you said hairhead. I <laughs> thought this was going to be like, uh, you know, get hair quick kind of scheme. I, I can donate you some. <laughs> Is it going to be the right colour? I mean, come on. <laughs> OK, we won't even go there. So no, thank you no. for stepping in. Uh, congratulations on your new job. You are actually a CISO again. I am. I am. I, I've served my time. They've let me back in the club. Wow. So for the last two years or year and a half, you were a recovering CISO. And yes. now you've decided recovery is for, for losers, fall off the wagon and become I've, a CISO. Again. I've recovered. Oh, and it's, it was virtually three years to, you know, just over three years. So two years as a we were running my own company and then uh, a year as one of those lazy, good-for-nothing security advocates. Lazy, good... Oh, dear, Tom Langford has suddenly left the chat. Ah, <laughs> let that be a warning to you, you know? <laughs> oh, hit a nerve. You horrible, horrible person. Anyway, the reason I invited you is because as a CISO, I think we can uh, we can get, um, you know, some of your, your, your insight. And, oh, here's a friendly face. Lee Munson comments, get here quick, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. No, I was actually looking at that. Turkey, 1,500 pounds, all in flight accommodation, hair grafts. They take it from your back, put it on your head. <laughs> Good as new. Good That's as new. Right. And so as my daughter said, you know, all the hair fell off your head and landed on your chest, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. So um, thank you for joining. I know you couldn't resist because I am such a delight to be around. And as much as I'd just like to chat about normal stuff, let's get on to the stories. Generally so, disagree with me, you know, but... 
Oh, come on. You're my guest today. I won't disagree with you. Okay, too that's much. all right. Then. So Costa Rica, the whole country, has declared a national emergency following Conti's cyber attack. Um, what do you make of this? So, so yeah, I heard this on another podcast earlier today, and it's, it's like, it's, I find it incredible. This, this has to be the first time an entire country has had to declare a state of national emergency because of a cyber attack. I, I can't think of another example. No, my mind's blank on that as well. I, I yeah. think there's been various departments that have been... Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it was the colonial pipeline, for instance, that yeah. got Americans yeah. putting you know, gas into plastic bags and you know, the trunks of their cars and pickups and stuff like that. But, you know, and um, didn't didn't Boston or some of the East Coast have power issues five years ago or so? Something like that. It, it, yeah. it knocked America out has a lot of issues going on. Like sometimes there's a hurricane or a flood. or a Sometimes tornado. it's a squirrel and sometimes yeah, it's sometimes a it's cyber squirrel. squirrel. That's it. That's it. Oh, we interrupt this for a very important message by Dave liking that shirt. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, what, I, I like what kind of good, what kind of followers style. do you have? I mean, what, shirt. Come on, a whole country has been crippled by a cyber attack, and you're worried about his shirt? I did nothing. It's just what the people say to me. <laughs> Quite apart from the fact, what's wrong with this one? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah no, I, I think you're right. It, it's like. Quite, quite a big one. And, and on this story, it's like the department, the US Department of State offered a $15 million reward mm. for information uh, relating to the identification, arrest and or conviction of individuals involved in using uh, the Conti ransomware variant. So that that's pretty good. I mean, like uh, we know about honor amongst thieves and hopefully some of these people start snitching on each other. Well, exactly. I mean, I'm trying to think what's in it for America because I don't think Costa Rica's rich in oil. But then it struck me that a lot of work, um, you know, uh, call centers and development centers that, that they outsource to Costa Rica. So it's probably affecting, you know, much of the U.S. economy as well. Yeah. Yeah. The whole world is is pretty much a mess at the moment. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> and, and here we are worrying about what shirt you're wearing. Uh, we're not worrying about it. We're just people are admiring it. People with good taste <laughs> and style, you know. And um, anyway. Moving on, this is a story that caught me, caught my attention for kind of like probably the wrong reasons, but it says crypto fans are so dumb they're clicking .exe exe files disguised as NFTs. Now I got I don't believe this because the sort of people who would have NFTs are probably you know the slightly hippie creative types, and they would have Max. <laughs> And an EXE doesn't work on a Mac, so you know I'm 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 calling this story. I mean, obviously, although in a little bit of seriousness, of course this is happening. I mean, the attackers, are, you know, the criminals that are launching this stuff, they take advantage of whatever is the big thing at the moment, right? And NFTs, un inexplicably, are big things at the moment. Um, so yeah, it just doesn't surprise me at all. I, I just think. It's just yet another way of insidiously burrowing into the psyche of the average person to encourage them to click on something. It is. You're right. And, you know, like you said, criminals go where the money is and 
people yeah. will be there and there'll be new ones. I do take exception to this headline, though. I mean, you know, it's if that's yeah. not victim blaming 101. Yes. Uh, you know, yes. It, if you want to blame someone, blame the infrastructure for being so poor. Blame, um, you know, the 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 the, the NFT I mean, people are so hung up on this idea. Oh, it's the blockchain. The blockchain is secure. It's unchangeable. It's irrevocable. It's all this, that, the other. Well, but not. if you're still logging in using an ID and password and you have all your, your wallet on your machine, you don't have a, a cold wallet that's off and encrypted separately or, or, or what have you, then of course these attacks are going to work. And calling people dumb for clicking on something that is designed to be clicked on because in this attack people are going saying hey we represent these uh, art collections or what have yeah. you and you know click on it it's, have you it's, got this monkey yeah have you got this monkey <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly so <laughs> yes we we need some awareness in that in that space so that people are are aware that there are scams around out but a lot of times people just don't know and like just calling them dumb or idiots or whatever uh yeah. is not helpful no not at all not at all but you know if it didn't have that headline you wouldn't have clicked on it <gasps> probably probably i laughed a bit at this one 9.5 million pound new innovation hub to support wales become a global leader in cyber security so they can protect against fire sheep maybe fire sheep oh Oh, Do you dear. know what? I think I think the Welsh would find that very offensive, but you know, probably quite funny as well. But I think Wales has always, and certainly um, over the last sort of decade or two, Wales has really been pushing itself as a as a business hub of the UK. In that it's it's got all the benefits of you know major infrastructure like London, for instance. You know, you go you know Cardiff and all everything there but at uh, lower cost. So this doesn't surprise me at all. In fact, I'm surprised this hasn't happened earlier, to be honest with you. And in fact, wasn't Cyber UK, is that a conference that was on just recently, this week? That was in um, Wales as well, wasn't it? So I think yes, it's, that's right. it's that's right. definitely that the sort of southwest area, et cetera, it's definitely being pushed as, as the, you know, the alternative to it because, um, well, where else would you want to go? Yeah, yeah. No, and I think a few years ago there were some in incentives put in place. I know there were a couple of data centers specifically created there because of some tax relief they were getting. Yeah. Um, so it was it, it it was um, you know, it has something that has been pushed for a while. So I mean it'll be interesting, it'll be good to see some more investment, especially outside of London. Well, yes, exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, uh, well, certainly with the sort of changing uh, working environments as well, you're going you're gonna to attract a far broader group of people who will have had that sort of London experience, in inverted commas, and that sort of big company experience, but looking to work elsewhere. Yeah, well, and not that I understand why anyone would ever want to move out of London because... <laughs> It's so affordable. It's so easy to get around. Exactly. And... I mean, it's just a, you know, it's just yeah, like you say, it's 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 not as big as people think. No, no. So, uh, elephant insurance was has been rocked, rocked. I tell you, by a cyber attack. Um, 
they announced that in between uh, April, March and April this year, uh, it had first identified some unusual activity. Then uh, they worked with uh, a third party specialist and they, they found that um, current and previous customer details could have been stolen. It includes the customer names, driver license number, date of birth, um, and um, also could have included like quote information and stuff. So not much, I suppose, you know. So the, I think the question that's on everybody's lips is, is it an African attack or an Indian attack on elephants? <laughs> this is why I invited you, Tom. This is why I invited you. Only the best gags from you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you know what? Reading that script you sent me, it's really helped. Canadian businesses feeling the strain of mounting cyber attacks. I it think there was a mounty joke there that they could have got, got in. There should be mounty cyber attacks. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. Come on. It's just waiting to be told. Hey, you can take our cybers, but you can't take our maple syrup, eh? Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. This is terrible. I think we're, we are collectively offending absolutely everyone today. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. But, you know... This is a headline where you could just swap out the first word for any country anywhere. Yep. Um, yep. You know, obviously, and, and I don't know, I've not seen this website, THQ, um, but obviously they have some kind of incentive to be looking at some of these or somebody somewhere is, is, is somebody somewhere pushing a product in Canada. I don't know, but it's, you know, somebody's done some kind of study, but nonetheless, this this is I don't want to say a generic story because that that doesn't do justice to what the journalist has probably investigated, but it could be any country anywhere. It could be. It could be. In fact, you could just replace Canadian businesses with everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it would still be an accurate story. We are all feeling the strain of mounting cyber attacks. That's it. Uh, Cybersecurity professionals are feeling the strain. Yes. Yes, underpaid CISOs. <laughs> yeah, that, that would explain a lot. That's explain why I'm feeling how I am, you know. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, <laughs> the next story, not quite a cyber story, but I, I, I just love this story. And I, I, I spoke to you about this earlier today is um, there was a Turkish flight. So it's flight going from Turkey. Uh, no, flight going from Israel to Turkey. And it was aborted as passengers um, on iPhones, obviously, received uh, were airdropped pictures of uh, plane crashes. So imagine you sitting there, <clears throat> you put your seatbelt on, you're, you're not really listening to the, you know, the, the whole safety instructions. And you're just on your phone before you have to put it under airplane mode. And so you receive, oh, some device sending you airdropping your picture. You click accept and it's pictures of of plane crashes. Um, you're going to pay attention to that sa safety briefing now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Panic ensued. The, the pilot taxied back to the terminal. There was a five hour delay. Yeah. While and, they uh, rooted through everybody's iPhones. I think this is this is appalling, and I think I think it was a couple of teenagers, right? Um, yeah, they said that several young, young, I think being the key word, uh, were identified as suspects and being questioned. Uh, yeah. The plane departed five hours late after being cleared to leave. 
this is this is like the old thing of you know you're running late for your flight, so you decide to purposefully delay it by phoning a bomb threat into the airport. You know, and it's it's kind of, you you get everything you deserve. You know, it's, it's you win stupid games. You, sorry, you play stupid games. You're going to win stupid prizes, like being detained and questioned, and possibly being put on a no-fly list and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what what did they think was going to happen? What did they, it's like? Of course, the plane is going to get turned around. Yeah. Of course, you're going to get deboarded because. It's it's a threat. I know it's just a picture, but crikey, they take plane crashes out of out of the films they show on planes anyway. It yeah. took me years to work out that in that film World War Z that they, the plane crashed when they were flying over Wales. Funnily enough, it's like what? Why? How are they on the ground all of a sudden? It turns out it was a plane crash. They just took it out. Um, but but yeah, so they take this stuff really seriously. It's like. It's like going through security and saying, oh, don't open that. You might find my bomb. You know, yeah. of course they're going to take it seriously because what is the alternative? We don't take it seriously and we don't take the other threat seriously and this other thing seriously. And before you know it, you know, well, I mean, I'm not going with the TSA, but that's a different story entirely. They can't, they oh, couldn't yeah. find, a, you know, the dicks with, you know, with the lights on. But, um, that, you know the, the the regular place airport security is going to take these threats seriously because the consequences of not doing so are far too high, and that's exactly what's happened here. So, you know, I I I hope they um I hope they got the rubber gloves on for them. You 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 bring a really interesting point up here, and and that's one about false positives and false negatives, and I think there are certain cases where you absolutely don't want a false positive or no a false negative it's it's like it's like your smoke alarm in the kitchen yeah going off all the time i don't mind it going off when i burn some toast what i don't want is it for not to go off when there's carbon monoxide filling up the house exactly yeah and, exactly. and, and i think that, that's the same thing here with with plane security you really need to take everything seriously yeah um yeah, like like every first line in every statement from every company that's ever been breached, we take security seriously. You yes. know, and you know, I'm glad they did. I'm glad they took it seriously. Yeah. Speaking of planes, and this is not a cyber security related story at all, but this is that one we we spoke about as well. It's a untrained passenger lands a Florida it has to be Florida. Yeah. Uh, after pilot falls ill. So I think it's outrageous that co-pilots are now untrained. I know, I know. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like, I, I was thinking of the movie Airplane. It was it, it not Airplane, was it? It was one of the ones where they had autopilot, where's that big inflatable? Yeah, that's Airplane. Yeah. Yeah. With Leslie yeah, the big that uh, is Roger, Roger. <laughs> yeah. So it was one of these small airplanes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there, there was the, the, the little conversation here. Oh, yes. Uh, Harrison, I've got a serious situation here. My pilot has gone incoherent. I have no idea how to fly the aeroplane. ATC 333 Lima Delta. Roger, what's your problem? I have no idea. I can see the coast of Florida in front of me, but I have no idea. <laughs> Maintain wings level and just try to follow the coast either northbound or southbound. We're trying to locate you. 
It's like, so, what, what's north and what's south? I don't know. I'm not a pilot. I I've don't know. I've got for that. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I, 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 I applaud the, the passenger for his, and also air traffic control for maintaining their composure and being able to talk someone how to fly or land yeah. a plane successfully. I, I mean, there have been numerous examples. I mean, given how many planes there are in the air at any given time, there have been numerous examples of people being able to land fl planes, you know, after being talked through it, which is great, you know, and it's, um, you know, the first thing you think of is the fact, well, why are all these pilots going on about how much training they have if anybody can just be talked <laughs> through it? That aside, right, actually, I think it's quite phenomenal that there are procedures in place in order to, to talk someone how to how to land a plane. Um, obviously, the bigger the plane, the less likely it is that there's going to be someone untrained. Um, I'm still waiting for somebody, uh, you know, to burst through into the cabin of a plane I'm on and say, can anybody fly this plane? You know, and I'm just looking for the nerd who's going to say, Microsoft Flight Simulator? You know, <laughs> but but, you know, I think it's I think it's phenomenal. And just goes to show you there are there are cyber. Um, there are some security parallels to it. You know, run books are useful. And I guarantee you there's a run book for talking somebody down, um, yeah. you know, from a from a, a plane that they don't know how to fly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So it so also like, you know, like you said, like pilots are probably like a bit overrated. If anyone can be talked through how to land a plane, it can't be that difficult. And maybe CISOs are, are just the same. I mean, hey, I can do it. OK, so clearly we don't need Tom then because anyone can do it. So with that, I think uh, I'd like to thank Tom. Well, he's probably not listening anymore. He's probably gone and sulking in the corner or doing whatever CISOs do. But uh, thank you for joining us. I actually enjoyed this more than Eric. So leave a comment or, or, or message us later and say if you want Eric permanently replaced by Tom or someone of your choosing or just me, I wouldn't blame you. Until then, stay secure, my friends. <laughs>